Hello and welcome to the Into the Adultverse podcast once more. Uh, today's episode is going to be on networking. Um, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on networking. Some people think it's a necessary evil and some people super, super enjoy it. Uh, but regardless, we think it's an important tool to take advantage of. And we're going to be giving us some of our tips for how to do it well and some of our thoughts on the space today. All right. So hello, young kings and queens. So we are discussing a very important topic today, um, one that touches realistically any domain, like pretty much anything that you're interested in. Networking will play a part in growing your craft or growing your business or even growing yourself. Um, It's definitely a potent tool if you can be, if you can hone it properly, you'll be able to connect with anybody in your industry, in your field. And um, that's really going to take it's going to make strides towards bettering yourself. So mm-hmm. um, we, I, I can, I think I can confidently say we've both had a ton of experience within this domain. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, personally, like I probably a little been, too much personally. <laughs> uh, is there really too much? Cause you know, it's that's true. That's true. Yeah. There's, right? never, there's no such thing as too much networking. I know yeah. you were, uh, you're kind of dichotomizing the necessary evil versus um, something that people enjoy. And I think I'm on the latter half of that. I definitely do enjoy it um it didn't start that way don't get me wrong it didn't start with i was gonna say that's exactly how it was for me like i definitely did not start enjoying networking but you know the more i did it and the more i realized like what i could benefit from it and like met just met cool people really um it it, like completely changed my perspective on it so i think uh so like for those that don't know fwad is the social butterfly type and i (laughs) am the introverted counterpart so for my fellow introverts out there yeah, that was a harrowing start to um to my networking journey. You know, it was mm-hmm. just it it terrified me to my bones to just go out and talk to people like that I didn't know. Like what like why would you want to do that, right? <laughs> but um yeah, it was once I started to kind of break out of that shell a bit, I realized that A, first of all, other people are almost just as shy as you are. You know, barring like if you're the social butterfly type like Fwad. You know, a lot of people are just kind of like waiting for you to just hit up that conversation. So hopefully through this episode, we're going to give you some pointers in how you can do that effectively and hopefully not awkwardly, but mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. That actually reminds me of a pretty cool story. That's how we met. I don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast yet, but me and Damien actually met through <laughs> some sort of like, I guess, quasi networking, quasi just like, it just kind of chance, but uh, essentially we were on this like tour to google sidewalk labs in toronto and it was a tour organized by the mcmaster energy week shadow mcmaster energy week that damon was a part of um and you know i signed up for this tour because it was free and it was a trip to toronto and i hate being in hamilton um so we got on the bus and i was sitting with with somebody else and damon was sitting with uh like a mutual friend of ours but i i had no idea who damon was at the time and then somehow like i struck up a conversation with the person sitting next to damien and then damien jumped in and then i started talking to damien and then on the bus ride back, we talked the entire way and Damien actually hit me up for coffee um, like a, I want to say like a month later. And I, I was like, yeah, I was super shook when he did that because I was like, oh, like this guy actually rated my conversation. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, that, we just kept having good conversations. That's kind of how this podcast was born. But yeah, just because to show like, you, you know, it's never a disadvantage getting to know somebody and like talking mm-hmm. to them, especially if the conversation is already going well. And like, you know, we're super lucky. It turned out super well for us. So mm-hmm definitely a topic near and dear to this podcast heart that's you know that's our origin story for real right there (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, the, like this podcast is a fantastic concrete example of what networking at its highest form can really get you. Um, and I think like the reason that this was able to happen um, is because, and like, I guess this could be like lesson A in networking. Mm-hmm. If you want to get the most out of networking events, you got to stop focusing on building your business or building your brand and start focusing on creating new friendships. Because, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, like the, so the reason I hit you up was because we just had a great conversation. I figured, like, you know, you would be a great person to add to my, uh, to my so my so to my circle, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to, you know, keep having some of those cool conversations. So, um, whenever, yeah, like if I meet somebody cool at like a networking event or see somebody cool on LinkedIn, you know, it's easy just to shoot them a message and be interested. I think is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. just like not even just with networking, just with many different facets of life. If you want to be an interesting person, start with being interested. Because mm-hmm. nobody likes hearing someone just rattle off all about themselves. For sure. There's a super great point you brought up. And actually, my first point on networking was like eerily similar. Um, and my point was network with good intentions. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that's super, super underrated and like super abused um, in like kind of like the world of LinkedIn and the world of like influencers and all this. Um, but like, you know, I think it's really, really important what intentions you go into a networking experience with. If you go into any conversation with the inten- like intention of getting a job only and like, you know, getting a referral from somebody, it's super, super easy for people to sniff that out. And people are really, really good at figuring out who is just like completely self-serving and doesn't really care about, you know, making a friendship and making an actual connection and like learning about your experiences in a genuine and caring way versus people who just want that referral from someone. And that's super, super obvious. And I think all of us can attest to that. Like, you know, we've probably had, like you've probably had people hit you up for like referrals and things like that. And like vice versa, I've like, you know, tried to talk to people that I was like, you know, potentially this could be a referral. But I think it's really, really important to reframe that whole entire perspective and go into networking with like a very solid intention on, you know, learning from somebody's experiences, having a great conversation with somebody, making a friendship, you know, and just like getting advice and things like that. And like, you know, maybe that might lead to a referral down the line or it might lead to a job opportunity down the line. But I really don't think that, um that should be you know front and center all the time when you're trying to network absolutely um i think a good place to start is and we've we touched on this before in a previous episode um mm-hmm. oh on on your interview um yeah. but yeah just starting with so if you're networking with a person who you're interested either in like the the position that they're currently working in or the company that they're working for a great place to start is just talking to them more about kind of like their day to day, what they perhaps like particularly enjoyed about their job or um, maybe like something about like the workplace culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's um, a fantastic article I encountered on Medium that I think they had like 52 um, just really, really great um, like opening questions you can use to kind of like break the ice mm-hmm. when it comes to this uh, it was for networking events but i can just as easily see um you applying this to a platform like linkedin as well or just mm-hmm. like virtual mm-hmm. platforms as well but when it comes to networking events i think most people are all too familiar and kind of tired of like the boring drab questions that most people approach them with mm-hmm. kind of just like the oh so what do you do or like uh what brings you here yeah, you know yeah, just like everyone, these super generic those, questions yeah. 
And, you know, it's such a boorish, like, kind of boresome way to go about hitting up a conversation with people. And, and it's, like, a lot of the times, like, if you just go straight to them with just a question, people can kind of bring their guard up a bit. Like, nobody likes being assaulted with questions like that. So mm-hmm. I think to do it elegantly, you need to, there needs to be a bit of a buffer, like, a question before you dive into those kinds of questions. So mm-hmm. um, the ones that I encountered on the article were a good way of kind of breaking the ice. Mm-hmm. And get, and drawing people in at the same time. So, two of the statements, kind of that, as an example, that do a good job of that, mm-hmm. are, for example, uh, "Hello, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but over the last few week, over the last few weeks, I've been asking everyone I met this one question, or something like, um, "Hey, you know, my friends and I have been arguing about something for the past while. Uh, would you mind uh, serving as like a tiebreaker for us?" Mm. you know and like you sound like pickup lines i was gonna say (laughs) yeah no honestly as with networking uh no with networking as with i don't know dating i guess yeah um, there's a lot of parallels there's there's a a lot lot of parallels parallels, you know and it just all comes down to being an interesting person and showing interest in the other person for sure um but yeah there's questions like that or even if you want to start off with a more informal tone just to kind of switch up your conversation leads um, mm-hmm. One question that I actually like asking people is, uh, if you were chosen to give a TED talk, what would you talk about? Ooh, that's and a toughie. I think, yeah, it's a toughie, but at the same time, I, I the reason I like using that question is because I feel like it's a great way to um, drill down into what people are passionate about. Because you're not just gonna give for sure, yeah, a talk about some just generic, you know. So this is what I'm doing day to day at work. Like nobody's yeah. gonna talk about that for a TED talk, yeah. right? They're gonna really talk about something that they're deeply interested and passionate about. Mm-hmm. And once you can get down to that in a conversation, the conversation takes a whole new color, and it's just a beautiful thing. You know, you see their face light up, and then you're just drawn in to that conversation more as well, right? The best feeling, man. The best feeling is seeing somebody super, super passionate about you know, whatever it is they're doing and seeing their so eyes light good. up and have that conversation with them. And like walk through that with them. And that's how you learn too. Like you're not going to learn the most from somebody. Like let's say somebody's not passionate about something at all. Like talking to them about stuff they're not passionate about isn't going to increase your learning of that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to learn most about that person and about that subject that they're passionate about if you talk about that subject, you know, and like that's a really good way of leading it up. I also like what you said about um, kind of breaking the ice. I think that's super underrated because people forget that, you know, these networking events and networking connections are relationships, you know, like first and foremost, they are relationships. And with like any relationship, like formation, you do need to have that sort of like, you know, build up. Like it's not just all of a sudden, you don't like come in, ask somebody what they're most passionate about, have like the most amazing conversation of your life and then leave, right? Like there's like a build up. there's like getting to know somebody, you know, there's things like that. And it's important to like look at like a networking interaction like holistically and not transactionally, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like a good, like a good way to I guess study that is so we'll link the article that I mentioned in the description for sure. Yeah. Um, because like he breaks it down into almost like different like how do I put this? Different like objectives with mm-hmm. the opener, and that's the thing. Like, if you can open well, the rest of the conversation just kind of falls into place. For sure. Um, you got to start off with a strong tone. Um, but First impressions, man. First impressions, so important. I, exactly. So and, important. you know, online, that's important too in, in terms of things like your headline, your profile mm-hmm. picture, right? Like, you know, other activity you've had on LinkedIn. Like, don't be commenting on your boy's super, like, on your boy's post, like, super meme stuff because that shows up in your, like, you know, activity in your LinkedIn. Like, 
small things like that really do make a difference like you know having a picture that's like in good lighting you know like is a picture of your face like honestly if it's not a picture of your face i'm like way way less likely to respond to you like Mm -hmm. at like and i think like there's a lot of like you know analysis you can do on this but kind of basically like evolutionarily speaking especially when it's online it's already hard to kind of have that human connection if you don't have your face you're literally just like a block of text you know what i mean and it's really hard to have trust and have a relationship with a block of text so yeah big tips for sure don't get it twisted because if you see someone if you see like drake doing that for example just because drake is doing it doesn't mean you can like you know these people have an established brand Um, yeah and their brand wasn't built through doing that you know what i mean like they can they can experiment in doing that but their Drake's brand wasn't built through him never showing his face like yeah there's like artists like sia or like whatever but like you know those are outliers like we're not talking about those right now you know Mm -hmm. yeah but that's the thing because i know some people okay like drake was a bad example for networking and stuff like this (laughs) um because i know people can look towards like these marketing gurus and they will copy them to a t which necessarily isn't going to get you the results you want because, again, like, first of all, part of the reason that you you know about them at this point is because they're an established brand, right? Like, they right. put in, like, work to get to this point. Um, so just try and be cognizant of that. Um, but I just wanted to bring up one more thing. I know I've been, like, kind of talking about this article forever, but... No, no worries. It sounds like a great article. I definitely want to read it. Yeah. Well, like, so two things. First of all, like, I, I am endlessly, um, like really interested in interesting questions or just like questions that have been crafted in a very specific way because i feel like if you want to get good answers out of people you got to be able to ask good questions for sure um and he's he just did like it's such an art form the way he did this but Mm -hmm. one thing that he does is he has this bulletproof way that he ends conversations which i find to be pretty interesting so he actually and this kind of caters towards leaving a good, strong first impression. But he actually ends his conversations by introducing himself, not by starting them. So he starts off with those questions. You know, they have this like great conversation mm-hmm. um, and things are just flowing. And then towards the end of it, he'll just hit them with the, oh, so, hey, you know, I really enjoyed speaking with you today. I just have one more question for you, by the way. Um, my name's Damien. Uh, I'd love to know yours. And first of all, you know, most people, they start, they lead with their name, right? Hey, I'm Damien. Damn, nice that's to meet super you. interesting. I would never have thought of doing this. Man. Yeah. But like, see, the thing, <laughs> the thing that's so powerful about it is that you start with the introduction, but, you know, halfway through the conversation, they've already forgotten your name. For and sure. This happens yeah. so often. Like it, mm. I, I'm guilty of that so And there's no, it's because there's nothing to attach you to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have, haven't had an interaction that's memorable yet. So what are you gonna attach the name to? And it's just a face, and honestly, bro, who remembers faces at this point? Like, yeah. <laughs> um but I thought that was super interesting because not only is it a great way for them to remember your name, first of all, mm-hmm. but you can get their contact details as well. So you know they they reciprocate, oh, hey, Damien, you know, yeah, I really love the conversation too. Um, my name is Fouad. And then, you know, there's like an open opportunity right there at the end of the conversation, you know, like, oh, hey, Fouad, um, I would love to con- continue this conversation at the later time. You know, could I, sure. you know, could I hit you up on LinkedIn or whatever? And then, you know, mm-hmm. boom, you forged a connection right there. For sure. Yeah. And I thought that was a fantastic and, you know, very seldom seen way that people will go about navigating a conversation. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's super valuable. And I think I like how you focus on like making memorable experiences like that because the thing you got to remember is like, you know, especially in this day and age, like when you go to networking events, 
there are hundreds, if not thousands of people at these events. Like I went to uh, like a job fair at the Mars Discovery District that UFT runs. And there were literally like 3,000 students at that event. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you're when there are 3,000 students at that event and there's like a lineup of 200 people to talk to the same like rep from Google, like there's no way you're actually making a, a like any kind of real connection unless you can do something that's super memorable, right? Exactly. And that doesn't mean like resorting to like random weird tactics or like trying to like make them uncomfortable and things like that. Like you see that so often where like people like try and do like, I don't know, like it, it's not a pickup game, you know? Like yeah. it's not like a... Like, you're not trying to, like, you know, do the most obscene or random thing or, like, make somebody laugh. Like, laughing, you know, humor is valuable. But at the end of the day, you got to realize it's a professional connection. And, you know, doing things that really show, like, good first impressions, good last impressions, and genuine interest. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, with those three principles in mind and, like, honesty, like, you can't you can't go wrong with those things, right? Like, those things are at the core of who you are as a person as long as you allow them to show through. I think there's very few people that see those things and are like, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to this guy. Like, it's pretty hard to not talk to a guy if he's showing those those qualities, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to remember that, like, at the end of the day, this is a professional event and it's a professional setting. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just, it's just bad, you know. I've seen people lose sight of that, and like you said, they kind of try off to come off as like quirky or like funny, yeah. whatever, and that's actually gonna reflect really poorly on you. Like, I would I not want to talk to you after that. Like, I would actually be avoiding you definitely like we're, yeah, not, no. we're not friends yet we're not friends like that yet yeah yeah no and we we won't be until we've been able to establish something and once you establish something you know go from there gauge people's boundaries and things like that but like there's definitely not a role for that in the beginning mm-hmm. um another thing i wanted to talk about that like i found like a super interesting point and I, I forget who actually introduced me to this but it's something i've been realizing a lot more especially recently was uh networking with not just people who have like cool positions and like recruiters and like things like that like people advanced in your field but also networking with people in your age group and people under your age group as well um and i think this is super super important and something i haven't really realized until this like past year or two years mm-hmm. um you know everybody who starts out networking and like is like oh basically like i gotta talk to people who have the sickest positions figure out how they got their position and just talk to them and try and get get referrals and things right and, you know, I'm not here to say that talking to people in jobs you want isn't valuable. That's super, super valuable. It's a huge part of networking. Mm-hmm. But I think just as important as that is realizing that, you know, the people you, you are with right now, even though they might not have like those big names on their resume yet, and they might not have the sickest co-ops and, you know, they might be, not be super advanced in their career in relation to where you are right now. They still have a lot of diverse, really, really diverse experiences that can add a lot of value to you. And not only that, but like once you're full time, you know, and you're like five or 10 years down your career, those are the people you're working with. You know what I mean? Like those are the majority of people in those positions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's super, super underrated. But like networking, not just with people above you, but also with people at your like kind of like, you know, experience level and below your experience level is super, super important. Yeah, this is super, um, super good point, too. Um, And so I guess like two things I want to mention with that one. First of all, it's really good to help remind you that, you know, you're really not that far along in your journey. Um, it'll, it's a great, like, humbling experience because, you know, you see somebody, like, say, for example, I'm just going to use you as, for, as an example. Like, you've already made, made it to Tesla, right? And it's easy for someone, like, in your position to be like, okay, like, you know, I've already worked at such a huge company. You know, I'm going to Twitter now, blah, blah, blah. And you can get let your ego get ahead of you. For sure. And 
I like everybody hates that in the like not only just in the professional realm, just but just generally as a person, right? Like Yeah, nobody likes a guy with a big nobody ego. likes nobody, that. yeah. But networking with people, yeah, like you said, at your age or even like at a stage prior to you, like that's a great humbling experience to help you remind help remind yourself of, you know, where you came from. Um but also another point I want to mention with um with networking is if you want to really make a good, strong impression, you got to focus on the value that you can bring to the other person first. Mm-hmm. So don't like it's 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 good to start going in with just genuine curiosity kind of paving the way. But if you can show them that not only are you interested, but you've also taken strides of your own accord to try and build up some experience or skill just of, um, on your own time. Uh, so it shows that you're actually really like not only are you passionate about it, but you're serious and you're dedicated for it. And it's really easy for a person in their position to help someone that's already taking strides towards helping themselves. Mm-hmm. And people can tell when they see that too. You know, like a super quick thing to add, like I think value add is such an important concept just in like in general interactions. Like when you think about it, like, you know, why would, and you know, this might be like a somewhat selfish or like me- mechanistic way of looking at human interaction, but like realistically, like enjoyment aside like if why would somebody talk to you right like why would somebody go out of their way to talk to a completely random stager 90 percent of the time it's like because there is something that they're getting out of it themselves you know whether that be enjoyment on like a wholesome level and things like that and like it's a good conversation but like you know that could a lot of the times that's like how much value are they adding to me and you know i think a, a really interesting way of looking at this is even through like linkedin posts and like especially with like covid and stuff like ma- the majority of networking is happening online through like mediums like linkedin right um and you know a lot of people are like oh yeah like a big thing to do is like you know comment on people's linkedin posts like engage with the posts like you know like engage with content and things like that right but mm-hmm. what that doesn't mean is like commenting on somebody's post like oh great post and then like sending them a connection request and be like oh now i have a sick connection like no that's not what like engagement is like you need to provide value and what value means is like you know like asking an important question or like leading the conversation to somewhere or like you know adding another perspective to the post in terms of like adding value to the original post if you're just mm-hmm. like saying something like oh great post like that's not actually adding value to the conversation. That's not adding a new perspective. That's not demonstrating, you know, work that you have or like knowledge that you have in the field. Like that's literally doing the bare minimum, right? Yeah. And so it's important to consider value add when you do things like that. And like, that's essentially what an interview is, right? So it's really good prep for that. Like an interview at a company is is quite literally like, this is what the company does. This is what the company does. This is what you do. How can you add value to the company by coming here, right? Mm-hmm. And reframing like your interactions in that perspective makes it so much easier to interact with even people you think are like light years ahead of you. Like, you know, if you're like uh, like an aspiring PM and you want to like break into the industry and you're like, you know, chatting up PMs at different companies and stuff like a, a super, super great way to lead into that conversation is, be, is to be like, hey, you know, I saw your PM on Apple Music. Um, you know, I'm like a huge like music fan and I love like, application design and all those things i actually thought about this cool new feature for apple music where you do this you know i i don't know if you guys have thought of it but i would love to hear your thoughts as a pm of apple music and like you know kind of see what your opinion is on like how we how this could improve user experience or something like that mm-hmm. and taking that initiative and doing that like exponentially increases the chance that you're actually going to make a genuine connection with them and network successfully mm-hmm. and it shows that you're a competent person too like you've done your homework 
which is you're already leagues ahead of other people. If you if you can come and approach that situation from a point like that, um, that's going to reflect better than you than I'm going to say like 85 to 90 percent of other candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, that's what networking comes down to is how can you set yourself apart from everybody else too? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, especially when it comes to trying to connect with people who have a large following, they have thousands of people just in their inbox trying to get their attention. Oh, yeah. So just like before you send them that message, you know, just think to yourself, like if I was in their position, why would I want to take it like a chance with this kid? Why would I want to like even follow up with this kid? Uh, And again, like we said, bringing that value to them first is a fantastic way to go about it. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it it shows that they care, that you care. And it can also perhaps um, provide them a new way of thinking about something. You know, like, mm-hmm. and that's something that's always valuable in like industries that are really they're hinged on creativity, like within the realm of tech, for example. Yeah. You know, when it comes to new ideas, are it's like a form of currency. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, if you can do that, it just keep doing it. You know, just like. And another thing to mention is that you know LinkedIn is not Facebook, so mm. it's kind of like echoing what you said, because a lot I've I've seen posts where people oh, no. are treating it like Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, no, please, this is like the last platform. I don't want this to turn into yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's like, let's guys, please, like, let's make this a PSA. Let's keep Facebook with Facebook. And let's keep, like, <laughs> There's a reason no one it. uses it anymore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just old people. Oh, yeah, it's just old people. But I think, I think another interesting like segue from that point is, um, you know, when you start focusing on like that value add and when you start putting a lot more thought and meeting into these connections and, you know, coming with the right intentions and things like that, rather than just like spam messaging a lot of people, what you'll realize is that it's really hard to do that for a lot of people, you know, like, it's not really possible to do that for like 100 people a day. Like you can't come up with 100 different ideas for 100 different PMs at 100 different companies every day. Like that's just not possible, right? And so one thing that becomes increasingly important is quality over quantity in terms of networking. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's super, super like glossed over, I think, as well um you know people like like flexing the number of connections they have and like you know linkedin has that like 500 plus once you hit like 500 so it's like kind of like a clout thing or whatever but really yeah really people like are are going about it the entirely wrong way if they're just doing that and accepting the random connection requests that they have like Mm -hmm. you should really be focusing on the quality of those connections that you have and like you know that doesn't mean not making new connections but it means when you make new connections make sure that those are quality connections that you have. Like people that will mm-hmm. engage with your content, people that, you know, you can actually ask for advice and you have a relationship with. People that if you post like, oh, I just lost my job, like they will like it. They will like, they can vouch for your like ability as a human being. You know, they mm-hmm. can like direct you to a recruiter or something like that. And like, you know, it doesn't need to be, like I said, transactional in that sense. Like, oh, like, you know, I only connect with this person if there's something they can do for me. But like quality doesn't just mean what they can do for you quality also means like you know what you can do for them and how they can interact with you Mm -hmm. at at the core right and so yeah like focusing on quality over quantity of connections is super super important and as you do that community becomes a very big thing too and i think that's something we've already kind of like noticed in our own lives like you know even from just like posting about this podcast like there are like a few people that like we know we can count on to like engage with our content and like ask really insightful questions and like, you know, like leave really good comments and things like that on posts we make. And like, you know, it's just such a joy interacting with those people. And like, 
I would trade like 40, 50, 100, 200 connections on LinkedIn like for one of those people, right? Because it just 100%. makes it so much, yeah, like so much of more of an enjoyable process to like even do this entire thing, right? Yeah, no, honestly, I love that point. That's such a good point. Um, especially when, like, yeah, when you frame it in that way, I would 100% sacrifice 100 connections on LinkedIn, which of whom, like, you know, I never really interact with. Yeah. For that one person who will consistently be engaging with my posts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of people, when I, I definitely went about it wrong when I first started. Um, I definitely had that follower count as like a vanity metric. Oh, like, for I sure. Everyone that, does. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you don't, you're lying. Like, I definitely look at my Instagram <laughs> followers and I'm like, yo, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But like for, I mean, like with, I guess it is the same with all of the platforms as well. But like, it's more meaningful. It's more meaningful with LinkedIn because you know, here, like, this is a unique platform where people are really focused, or we're all kind of like part of that cult of personal development. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. to be able to be around people who are presenting you with novel, like, ideas um, in within that realm is sick. Um, and you have plenty of creatives and whatnot there, too, right? Like, there's somebody pretty much from every domain on LinkedIn. For sure. Find. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, touching back on one point that you made about, yeah, like, kind of going to other people for value and then providing value after, like it's important not to keep score when mm-hmm. it comes to networking. Like as with most things in life, right? Oh, just this is just use the point, golden yeah. rule. Um, just treat others how you, you would like to be treated. Because remember, like, so most of the people listening to the podcast right now are at the early stages of their career. So they're going to be in that position where they're reaching out to other people. I mean, this is why you listen to this podcast episode. But <laughs> you're going to be utilizing the, the tips and tricks that we provide to you through this networking episode to try and build those connections. You're going to be reaching out to people who can um, potentially provide you some value in maybe landing you an interview or getting you some knowledge, some specific knowledge about how you can break into an industry or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And once you are further up in your career, once you land that job, I think it's just as important to be able to turn around and provide that value back to people who were um, in your, in the shoes of where you were prior. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like become like complete that cycle, you know, like become yeah. the mentor to the people that, you know, needed mentorship or like to the you that would have needed mentorship like three years ago type of thing. Exactly. You know what I, mean? I think that's such a like wholesome way of looking about it. And like also just so important and so like satisfying to do like, man, I cannot tell you, how satisfying and you know i'm not gonna act like this has happened to me bare times but like you know it's happened to me once or twice and it's so satisfying to like you know have somebody hit you up for advice give them advice and then like four or five months later a year or two years later like see them actually living out their dreams it's so satisfying bro it's like just such a great feeling like i think everybody can relate to it and like man like if you're not doing that and you don't think that's a sick feeling sorry bro this is not the (laughs) this is not the podcast for you like i don't know if you should be listening to this (laughs) or this is your opportunity to honestly like if i can describe it's like a high just seeing that happen um this will be a a good opportunity for the people who haven't been able to do that yet to find like a new high to chase oh yeah no no no. not not to say that if you haven't done it yet you know like definitely like there's opportunities to do it but if you can do that and not like that, man, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know, you're a sociopath. For yeah, yeah, 100%. But yeah, I think another really, really good point is uh, like remembering to like talk to people like not just like in the sense of like understanding their career path, but also in the sense that like, you know, people that end up in the career paths that you want are just generally interesting people and you can have some like amazing conversations with them. And I think Mm -hmm. that was like a hard mold for me to break 
um in the beginning of like my networking stages like i think i was like definitely focused on like you know directing my like networking conversations in a way that like focused on professionalism and focused purely on like the career decisions things like that but i think it's really really valuable also it's just like especially with people your age to just have calls and like you know not really set a super strict agenda like have an idea of what you want to ask them have an idea of like different career decision points like you know if they went to grad school or like you know transitioning from this company to this company and like asking questions around that but also just like leaving the conversation open to be able to talk about like things they're interested in and things they're Mm -hmm. passionate about and leaving that space in the conversation just makes it a lot more relaxed and a lot more of like a genuine connection too like if somebody just spits out their resume to you over the course of 30 minutes, that's not a coffee chat anyone's going to remember because they've done that a thousand times. They've done that in every interview. They've done that at, you know, like the majority of their coffee chats as well. So, yeah, um, especially with people your age, like, you know, if you like if you know, like the high school someone's from or like, you know, the university someone goes to, like ask them about like like the sports teams that they watch or like something like that. Right. Or, like, if, you know, if they're from a particular city, be like, hey, I don't know if you watch basketball, but I'm a huge Rats fan. Like, we beat the Golden State Warriors last year. Or, like, (laughs) you know, something like that. Like, it's – and, you know, you do have to get to a certain comfort level. And, you know, keeping in mind, like, all the advice we said in terms of, like, LinkedIn is a professional place. Networking events aren't pickup places, things like that. But, like, it's also important to keep that holistic view of that human being in mind. Like, human being is not just a career progression, right? There's so much more. And those things – aren't like exclusive of their career progression if anything like those outside interests and you know like how they tackle those things contributes to being the person that can get those opportunities you know what i mean absolutely yeah yeah i mean all those things again they make you a more interesting and well-rounded person too Mm -hmm. um it's actually like incredibly surprising how much overlap there can be with seemingly completely remote things that you can always find like a thread connecting like two random things um, which is again like why it's important to just explore as much as possible you know try and pick up new hobbies and a, a conversation where both people can be engaged that's an actual conversation like, mm. otherwise you're just yelling at a wall and nobody yeah. wants to be in that position and vice right? versa too like if somebody's just spitting out the resume you, you're just the wall for them you know what i mean yeah yeah that's the thing like nobody wants to waste time in that yeah they like, that's the the one thing oh i, I can't remember where i heard this but it killed me. Like I actually died when I heard it. Um, yeah. It was the CEO of a company. I don't know if this was an Intel. Man, okay, like, I I really want to follow up on this. Maybe I'll put in this notes after or something. But yeah, basically, yeah. um, somebody was late for a meeting, and the CEO of the company was just there sitting right, and in front of everybody there in the boardroom, mm-hmm. he just up and blasted him. You know, like time is the one thing that I have in this world, and you're wasting it right now oh man could you imagine your ceo saying that's that to such you? a savage thing to say <laughs> yeah. bro. not even just for a ceo but for anybody bro anybody a- anyone said that to me even if a youth said that to me like if like <laughs> a five-year-old came up and said that to me i'd be like shit that's <laughs> even more devastating like kids of all the time in the world i know exactly oh man that's scary man but yeah that's like so oh, yeah. true especially with networking like nobody's networking to waste time there's something exactly. they're get, tr- looking to get out of it and if they're not looking to get like 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 we said, like something transactional, like at least they're looking to have a good conversation. If you're not even providing that, like what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess one more thing we can do. You have, do you have any other points? Yeah, I was going to, there are a couple others. Um, I think one of the key ones I like, like to live by a lot is remembering to follow up. Um, and that kind of leads oh, into my, my next point yeah. as well. But 
following like following up after calls is so huge like sending people thank you notes and things like that they sound tacky and like you know everyone was in like grade five where like the kiss ass to the teacher would like hand write these cards and give them gift cards to tim hortons for five dollars mm-hmm. and yeah. like all these things and like you know yeah that was pretty tacky i didn't do that at grade five but i think <laughs> writing thank you notes and like uh, if it's not a physical note like writing a thank you email sending a person a message after a call so yeah. so valuable and like really sets you up to have that next interaction if you want and like we mentioned like quality over quantity man like don't just schedule one call with a thousand people that you want to like talk to like schedule three or four calls with 10 people that you want to talk to you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like that'll go so much further in terms of you actually elucidating like who that person is and like how their experiences have come together to like Absolutely. lead them to like come to something right and like that starts with a good thank you note after the first call or like after that first connect um and like really you know going the extra mile to show them that like you know out of like 100 people you call like how many are going to send you thank you notes right and then yeah. out of the people that send you thank you notes how many of those will actually be like reflecting on the conversation showing what you learned like mm-hmm. you know really appreciating the value that they, you were able to add for them and like like honestly like it, it's so easy to just like think about these things if you just flip the table on it right if mm-hmm. you were a recruiter that got a hundred calls who would you call again you know you would call the people that gave you thank you notes right like yeah. it's so easy to think about and like people like like forget that these things are so low like risk wise like nobody's ever going to be mad at you for sending it thank you know but have mm-hmm. such a high upside that it's like almost a no-brainer to do like it takes three seconds the conversation is fresh in your mind you probably took notes on the conversation so you have like a list of things that they went over and you know it's just like saying hey thanks for talking about this i thought it was really insightful that you mentioned this let's for call sure. another time like take care right and that's super super important and that kind of leads me to my last point as well was to be really intentional about um, maintaining your network as well um and that's the thing i've, I've kind of slowly learned uh one of my good friends actually mentioned this to me after i finished high school and like was going to uni because uh, like unfortunately like there were a lot of connections that you know and like friendships um that i didn't really like maintain well into the transition into university in terms right. of like a lot of people from my high school that i didn't like keep in contact with and like really talk to as much as i used to and things like that and i think something really important that i've started to realize is that uh, with networking as with other relationships that you have in your life you need to be really intentional about the ones you want to keep and the ones you don't want to keep and what that means is like if it's something you want to keep you need to be making that effort to have that regular conversation going and sure. if it's somebody that you just realize you're never talking to maybe that's not one you want to keep and maybe you want to like you know start seriously evaluating whether that like connection or relationship is providing value to your life Right. And so, yeah, just thinking about that intentionally has been something huge for me in the past couple of years. So, like, you know, if it's somebody like I think is super, super cool and I haven't talked to him in a long time and I really value the connection I have with them, you know, maybe I'll like step off of like trying to meet new people and just like trying to reconnect with people like that in my life for a period of time. That's super valuable. Yeah. Um, and I guess like just touching back on like the point I mentioned like earlier, you know, people are shy too. Like they just they're waiting for you to um, send them that message, give them that call, you know, mm-hmm. like, whatever it is. And they they'll be you know they're gonna be grateful for it. Like yeah. I would be super touched if somebody that like I haven't talked to in years just randomly thought of thought about me and like sent me a message, right? Yeah, yeah. Like who doesn't like who doesn't appreciate something like that? A hundred percent. Um, and that... yeah, I think one more thing I just wanted to mention with um, the point you made about following up after the calls. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes like if you're struggling to think about how maybe you can like go about like reaching out to them again, like. One thing I like doing is, depending on the context of our call, 
I like just sending them an article about something like relevant to our topic that I found to be. Particularly I think you did that with me actually. I swear I that's what you did with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After our first conversation, you sent me an article about Sidewalk Labs, and I actually read it and like sent you my thoughts on it. Oh, that, oh okay. yeah, yeah. I swear that's what you did. That's crazy. I, I just realized it's, that you really <laughs> finessed me. You really finessed me. <laughs> it's, it's a, a timeless, and you know, it's like a surefire trick that always works because it shows that, um, again, like you were thinking about the context of the call. Plus, if you can provide them, like this is providing them more value, right? Um, assuming that they hadn't already like gone through the article or like know what it's about, <coughs> who like it's gonna be nothing something that's gonna be very valuable for them because like now that they're learning more from it as well, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to keep forging that connection because now it opens the door for more conversation because you can talk about that article and then mm-hmm. again like there's endless ways you can br- uh, bridge that out. That's a yeah. super good point, and I like I really like how that kind of like deepens connections and like, going on that theme with like deepening connections and like you know more tightly integrating your community uh be the person that connects people to other people that's super huge mm-hmm. and, yeah and like that's something i've been realizing recently as well like you know have especially like even with you like you know people who have been engaging on my posts on linkedin like you know amy's one of them like having youtube meet was like crazy for me you know what i mean yeah. like it's so cool to have like people that you're connected with start to become connected with each other as well and that deepens your network and never decreases your closeness to anybody you know if anything and there's like network theory and things like this in software engineering that actually can quantify this. But like, you know, the number of interconnected points in a graph as it becomes more interconnected, like communication becomes easier within the graph and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, everybody in your network probably has someone else that is also in your network that they want to talk to. And you yeah. being able to provide that value to them by connecting to this right person, you know, sometimes you have to recognize that you, maybe you're not the right, right person to provide that value to them. But if you're able to like direct them to the right person, so, so, so valuable. And um, that's actually something I started doing in California more as like kind of like a necessity than like something intentional. But, um, you know, I, I went to California without a lot of friends or like, you know, pretty much no friends. Like I didn't really know anyone there and things like that. And uh-huh. I started b- being the person to like you know invite people that i knew from different areas like if i knew interns from this one company and like you know my housemates i would like start like like if my housemates were going out i'd like invite the interns to come with us and like being the person to connect and bridge those gaps and things like that and you know i pretty much did that because i realized i didn't have enough friends to actually do anything cool (laughs) i only had like a one two friend i had a one housemate you know like things like that and that like was such a such a like good thing for me to do in terms of like providing value to the connections I had, but also just like allowing me to like see how these interconnected opportunities like overlapped and, you know, providing value to me through that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a super important point. Yeah. And like, again, like don't let ego get in the way of that. Like that's a huge step taking um, by acknowledging that you may not necessarily be the most knowledgeable person about this domain. And you know that, you know, somebody who can provide that value, but I know some people tend to get, uh, what's the word, like self-conscious about or maybe defensive about not yeah. being that person. So, being defensive is a huge thing, yeah. Yeah, so taking that step is um, everyone, like those other people, they're going to be hugely grateful to you um, for being able to connect them. And I mean, like, maybe sometimes it backfires when they start hanging out without you, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Hopefully uh, that doesn't I'll... happen to you. We take no such uh, liability if all your friends leave you for their, your other friends. If that happens, sorry, sorry to break it to you. That's not our fault. You know, maybe you need to work on yourself a little bit. But <laughs> but you know what? That's just another. That's an opportunity for growth right there. Yeah. We believe in you. For sure. Um. Yeah. So I know, we're forty-five minutes in. Yeah, I think it's a good place to. Thoughts. Uh, not really, but like you know, just like keep in mind that there's so many interesting people out there, and like with things like LinkedIn, like there's so much opportunity now and like honestly i've met more people in this last two weeks of like quarantine through like coffee chats and virtual things like that than i did like you know towards the end of my tesla internship when i was in california and in person right so like Mm. like yeah just like take advantage of this like there's so many people online there's so many people willing to talk to you if you provide value if you know you go in with genuine intentions if you use some of the tips we said and really just go out there and talk to really cool people and like you know see where things go like maybe things go nowhere but there'll be great conversations at the very least and you'll be putting stuff out there yeah and everybody knows something that you don't so start from that place and show some genuine interest in the other person you know until you can dig dig to that one thing you know you can always learn something through a conversation um with a new person yeah beautiful way to close the episode thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next one love y'all